Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This episode is a snip from our fascinating interview with Ellen Lawyers, where we bring to you what trade finance is and the instrument used to enable it. We hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Ellen, for me uh, to understand, what, what is trade finance? I know trade, I know finance, but what's trade finance exactly? It's um, the kind of instruments you need to make international trades. So it's um, multiple kind of in financial instruments that you use to mitigate risks within international trade. Um, so, and I will tell you more about it within the, the rest of the questions. But it is actually um, a name for multiple instruments that you use to mitigate risk, basically. So that concept of risk keeps coming back again and again, Guillaume. That's what corporate treasury is about, yeah, definitely. Um, but so international transaction, uh, what do you mean exactly? Like companies uh, sending things throughout the world or buying, actually? How, how does that It's about buying exactly? and selling goods uh, internationally. Okay. So which needs to be uh, shipped for a long period, for example, or, mm-hmm. or flown over. But it's also about making um, construction projects or other projects where you have quite some risk okay. on the whole organization. So it can be both internationally, but can also be domestic, basically. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, a noun to tell more about a couple of, of IDs, basically. Okay. But you have multiple instruments within trade finance. Okay. So that's where we make the distinction. Obviously. So risky projects with involving big amounts, uh, I imagine. And that takes a lot of time to be delivered from one part of the world to, the, to another or some things like this. That's yeah, the, that's exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, why is it a topic in corporate treasury particularly? Because in corporate treasury, we look at um, a couple of the risks and more, mm-hmm. more particularly the financial risks. Yeah. So there, um, the risk we typically see within trade finance that are covered with, for example, bank guarantees yeah. are um, goods that are, for example, not received in, received in time or services that are not delivered in time, um, bad performance on certain projects by a contractor, for example, mm-hmm. where you see that things are not moving ahead as they should be uh, or not timely. That's also a, a big issue, of course. Um, and reducing payment risk, which is uh, especially in the case of letters of credit, which is one of the other instruments, is a big uh, risk that we are mitigating with uh, with that instrument. So it basically facilitates yeah, businesses to grow without having all of these risks mm-hmm. and also increases the supply chain relationships. Mm-hmm. Because there, um, if you have more trust between two parties, you don't need all of these mitigating instruments. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the other party that well yet, you okay. might go for an instrument that can protect you against all of these risks. Okay. So you took the like, difference. Could you give us a practical example of a type of project or an instance where you would use trade financing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so probably the easiest to comprehend is the construction project. Mm-hmm. So there, let's say I am... Um, using specific equipment to like fulfill my client obligations to like yeah, construct something else or, or um, cranes, bulldozers, voilà, exactly. forklifts, exactly that. Yes. And for certain projects, I need a new equipment. So okay. a new crane, for example. Mm-hmm. So I ordered the new crane, but it takes time to be produced, of course, because it needs to be configured to my specific requirements. I need another type of yeah, instrument on top or I need a specific type of crane. 
So um, I go to my manufacturer and I ask him, okay, can you give me a bank guarantee which will cover me against these kind of risks? Risk about not getting the product in time, the crane in time, Mm -hmm. not getting the crane according to my requirements, Mm -hmm. because we have a contract underlying that tells me in one year from now, I need to have my crane fully installed according to my requirements. And I need to have it in time because my clients will be waiting on my other equipment produced with that crane. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's all the circle uh, that comes back. So just to be clear, sorry, in this scenario, I, you are talking about the construction company itself. Yeah, So a company indeed. that's been contracted by, let's say you want to build a skyscraper. Yes. Right? So me as a, uh, an investor in a skyscraper goes to a construction company and says, can you please build me a skyscraper, Ellen? Yeah. As the construction company... You need to order a new crane because it's the biggest skyscraper you've ever built. Yes. So you need to build a custom skyscraper for the a custom crane for this skyscraper. Yes. So then you go to your crane manufacturer and say, I need a crane. It's gonna be the biggest crane I've ever purchased. My skyscraper project starts in a year. Um, I need to buy it like this. So can you please give me a bank guarantee? Yes, what exactly. What does a bank guarantee get me? A bank guarantee will be a document that in case that crane manufacturer is not able to produce the crane in one year time or something goes wrong and it's not correctly produced, mm-hmm. I can go to that bank and I can claim the guarantee. Okay. It has a value, so it has a certain amount. Mm-hmm. The amount that I can claim back to like uh, make sure that I don't have any uh, losses with my clients because they will be knocking on my door mm-hmm. saying, okay, I needed to have that skyscraper constructed, of course. So is it always... The client who asks for a bank guarantee or a trade finance instrument, or can it be the other way around as well? Like you need a crane and you want to make sure that you get it delivered on time. Can the superior also ask for a bank guarantee or the other way around? Like I want to make sure my client will pay me for this, for instance. Yes, it works in both ways. It depends on the instrument. Okay. So in the example I gave, you would give a performance guarantee, which is a type of bank guarantee, mm-hmm. in which yeah, the person who is getting the performance is yeah. asking for it, okay. because the other party will need to pay for that guarantee as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to reduce the cost as much as possible. Okay. So therefore, it depends on which party is asking for it. Okay. Um, so in this example, it will be the client asking for that guarantee mm-hmm. and the supplier will need to provide the guarantee. Okay. So clear. it's uh, both ways, yeah. That's clear. Um, so bank guarantee, uh, you just described how it works and what it is exactly. Are there other instruments used in trade finance? And uh, if yes, how does it work and what's the difference with a bank guarantee? So another big instrument you have is the letter of credit, mm-hmm. um, which is operating in a slightly different way. So there, um, it will be to make sure that if you are in international trade, mm-hmm. um, the buyer and the seller are aligned. Meaning that as a buyer, you don't need to make a prepayment before you get the goods in your hands, basically. And it can take a couple of months if you're shipping from one side of the world to the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to make a prepayment. And the other party also doesn't want to ship the goods out before knowing that they will be paid. Of course. So in that example, you would have a letter of credit with two banks in between. So you have the buyer's bank who will guarantee to make payment to the seller once all the uh, obligations are fulfilled. With obligations, I mean certain type of documents you need to complete, making sure that the shipment has arrived, all the goods are inspected, everything is fine. Then you, as a a buyer, um, you will make your bank pay to the seller 
once the goods are fully done mm -hmm. and you don't need to pay upfront. So it saves you the risk of paying upfront to a party you would not know yet. And it also saves for that party the risk that yeah, they would ship to a party that would not pay in time, for example. So both the buyer and the seller. So again, in our previous example, the construction company and the crane manufacturer, uh, they don't trust each other, but they both trust the banks. Exactly. Essentially. Mm. Yes. So the, the construction company says, okay, this crane is going to cost us 1 million euros, let's say. The construction company pays the bank 1 million upfront, perhaps, and says, okay, bank, you hold this money. The bank then creates a letter of credit to the crane manufacturer and says, look, we have the money. You can trust us that we will pay you once you have met these requirements. The requirement is the crane has arrived. It's in good quality. comes with all support and documentation, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Now, for a crane, I would not use this type of instrument. It would usually be for, and that could be in the type of, of the crane, one of the spare parts you use in the crane, for example, that gets shipped from China to Europe, for example. Mm -hmm. That would be then a um, letter of credit type of instrument you would use there. The difference between the letter of credit and the bank guarantee is the um, when it gets paid out. A bank guarantee usually doesn't get paid out because it is to mitigate the risk. Mm -hmm. uh, so if nothing goes wrong, the bank is not paying. Okay. So it's just like a risk, like an insurance. It's, insurance, yeah. it's an insurance. The letter of credit always gets paid out okay. unless it's not, yeah fully uh, fulfilled, okay. but it is with the purpose of being paid out. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you with um, a bit of forecasting how much cash will leave your company mm -hmm. because you know when more or less the bank will be paying out and then you can also make sure that the bank has your money. Usually there are also two banks in between. You have the buyer bank and the seller bank. Okay. So the two banks communicate um, and it can also help you, for example, to see if you are paying to a country where you don't, usually don't pay or in a currency you don't pay. Okay. So that's a bit the idea. Any other instruments that we would use in trade finance or this is more or less the two most uh, common ones? These are the two common ones. Okay. There are, of course, a lot of other types of instruments okay. um, that are in there. With nuances, I guess. With nuances, yeah. Especially bank guarantees, you can use them for different project phases. Okay. For example, if you're still in the process of bidding to have a certain project, mm -hmm. you can have a bid bond, which is sometimes required um, to give to the party to make sure that you can fulfill that project um, as you have described in your bid requirements. Okay. Then it would move to, for example, an advanced payment guarantee, where you then make an advanced payment, but you get a guarantee in return to make sure that you get your money back in case yeah, nothing is delivered in the end. Okay. Uh, you have performance guarantees, um, retention guarantees. If you make a certain retention upfront, uh, that you make sure you get it back in the end. So there are way, way many more variations. Okay. Um, but especially the performance guarantee and the advanced payment guarantee are the main uh, types that we see usually. Okay. And all of this is centered again around um, you want to make trade deals, some form of deals with uh, third parties or other counterparts who you don't necessarily trust. And these are all ways of inter intermediaries like banks helping to ensure the trade is fulfilled uh, and everyone can move forward with trust. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. correct.